All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome in episode 280. 280 of Oilers Nation Radio. Tyler, Rick, Dan, Liam, Kennedy stopping by, filling in for bag milk today. Hello. Bag milk went too hard on his birthday. That happens. We've all been there. We have all been there. We were all there this morning for a meeting that bag milk was supposed to chair. I really have been bag milk today because I you not preemptively in. pull out of this though? Did he preemptively understand that he was going to have too much the night before? Yep. Smart, smart, smart. Yeah. All of those birthday nights. Smart. I remember my 20th birthday vaguely <laughs> where I had to change shirts rather quickly and I threw it behind a toilet and came back and got it at the end of the night as my friend let me borrow his sweater for the evening. Where were you? Were you just sweaty? The roadhouse. The ranch roadhouse. Roadhouse. No, I was not sweaty. I wish I was just sweaty. A little vomity? I had, I went, hello, Miss Bartender, can I have a drink? She said, yep. She turned around. I gave a little something to the countertop and then it went on my shirt and I turned around and I said, read it. And he just sweated right now. And he took off his sweater, gave it to me. I ran to the bathroom. I shoved my t-shirt behind the toilet and I was good for the rest of the night. I think on Friday, read. Should get the hot hot performer of the week. You know, you got to take it back a little retroactively, yes, but that ago. was a hell of a move. There is no, uh, what is that called when the crime expires? There's no statute, uh, limitations? statute limitations on it's the reverse. Yeah. Hot, yeah, cold performers. He, he, was, he was quick to react to no questions asked. 
sweat it off right onto me and it's I was a, ready to go. It's a good lad, as your good people friend. would say, He's Liam. A great friend. Yeah. Would have been even better if he didn't have a shirt underneath it and he was just <laughs> going tarps <laughs> off. Like, oh, you don't have like, to go tarps oh, off. On the <laughs> <laughs> Probably no shirts. Nah. <laughs> That's a good friend. Uh, let's start the show with our Oodle Noodle Delicious debate. I didn't know where I was going with that for a second. I, I was going to try working a fun joke about Oodle Noodle. Nothing came to the top of my head. But I am here to tell you that you can get a free Oilers Nation sticker at all Oodle Noodle locations in Edmonton. Visit one today, snag a sticker, have some tasty nudes. Why not? Ooh. Maybe a little butter chicken mac and cheese, Liam. I just had some Oodle Noodle for lunch. Leftover? The, yeah, I had the pad thai and my, so my, that was my girlfriend's leftovers. And I also had the combo box, I think it's called. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Shout out Oodle Noodle. What protein did you get that? The combo box? Mm-hmm. Beef, think, prawn, uh, chicken and shrimp. Chicken. No, I like it. Good thing. The delicious debate today on the back of him being named the rookie of the month for the month of March and his first shutout of the season. Rick, I'll start with you. Yes, please. Does Stuart Skinner have a legitimate case for the Calder trophy? Yes. Yes, he does. This team is not only that, but the team is also going to probably be one of the top three teams in the West. And he is their number one goalie. Yes. So, and I, yeah, I just don't think anybody, any player has been able to run away with it. That is now a three, two, four type of guy situation. He has to be one. You cannot leave him out. Yeah. I, uh, when I, when we started talking about this, I can't remember what episode it was, but uh, I brought it up around Christmas time. And, but Frank, I think Frank had brought it up on a show ago, and yeah. we started talking about it. Admittedly, when I heard Frank's reasoning, I kind of, I balked at it, but because the award is supposed to be the most outstanding rookie mm-hmm. on the season, you, you start to feel like well, maybe Skinner isn't necessarily even the most, you know, outstanding goalie, that kind of thing. But, but really when you look at the draft class of the, of the rookies for this season, I don't know if you can point at any one player and say they were more outstanding for their team than, than Stuart Skinner. Again, I'm doing, I'm taking a little bit of Liberty with the, with the definition. Siri didn't like that. I was taking a little bit of Liberty (laughs) with my definition as to what a rookie of the year is. But I think that when you look at it from that perspective, he is just the most outstanding rookie there is. Liam, what do you think? Stu Skinner's call their chances. I think he's a, I think he should be in a running. And I think this kind of into the season where the Oilers, the team itself has progressed so well and getting yeah. close to winning the division. Like how could you not have him as one? Like I think as Rick said, they're going to be a top three team in the conference and they're not going to have a rookie of the year candidate when he's their starting goaltender. Like Jack Campbell has not been good this season and Stuart Skinner has had to take on way more of the workload than he deserved. Not good in the first part of the season. Yeah. Incredible the against of the Anaheim. time, Jack Campbell hasn't been the better. What have you done goals. for me lately? Oh, I got you a shutout, sir. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But Liam, remove yes. remove that nice Oilers Nation Nation gear lid on your hat. If you were a voter for the Calder Trophy, you lived in another city, and you were just unbiased, would you put Skinner ahead of Beneers on your ballot? Yes. He literally removed the hat from his head. I did. I I wasn't sure where we were going. (laughs) (laughs) You just wanted to see your flow. Stuart Skinner is the most wins by a rookie goaltender this season with 25. Logan Thompson is second. And then save percentage, he is down. He's 12th, but most of the goalies ahead of him have played like one game. But ahead of stars is Logan Thompson. And then who's this guy from New Jersey? Schmid? Kira Schmid. 
Is yeah. is Thompson eligible for the Calder as well? Yeah. yeah. Okay, but I think his thing is his injuries. I think the injuries up. have kind of taken him out of it. And a lot of people are like, oh, Skinner played games the last couple of years. I mean, Beniers played like eight games last year and ten games last year mm-hmm. too, right? Like it's the same argument. Kennedy, the mustache man for the Calder, yes or no? Yes, hundred percent. Okay. I think he's had to fill in some pretty big shoes, especially with coming in this season from like Mike Smith and stuff like that from last season. So. Mm-hmm. I think he's done his job very well. We I've had this conversation with multiple people at the, even from the beginning of the season where I kind of figured that Stu was going to take over the starting role and he's just overshot that by a million miles. I think he and he deserves it. He deserves yep. the praise and he deserves to be in this running for the Calder for sure. Yeah, his number I mean he got off to just that flying start for this team and he flatlined a little bit around January, February, but as of late, I just mentioned it, rookie of the month. He never for really Mark. dipped though. You say flatline, so I've plateaued, right? You don't really dip at that point. Yeah. I don't think he's really had a down. He's not had a great game here and there, but I don't think he's really dipped like you see rookies do from time to time. No, like I don't think he's had like a truly quote unquote terrible stretch no. by any means. Uh, I don't but when think he's you had a bad stretch, really, have you? When you compare his numbers, so like from the start of the year till December 31st, he had a 917 save percentage and a 278 goals against average. That is very, very good. From that span until now, or from January 1st until now, it's been a 903 and a 300 GAA. So like, again, the back half of the year wasn't as dominant as the front half of the year, but I think the context of first year with this kind of a workload, being a rookie, having the pressure of knowing your backup is not going to be that guy for the team. And you need to be the starter and carry that workload. I think with all that context, you look at it and go, it's actually impressive. His numbers didn't crater. What's his win loss record since Jan one? No, on the whole, on the season as a whole. Um, I will have that for you in two seconds here. So I think win loss record has to come into 25, 14 and five. See, and you take everything you've just said and put all yeah. that together. I think that's without, without a player running away with it and nobody really being better than anybody else. Yeah. That's definitely right in there with everybody else. Cause I mean, you look at Maddie Beneers who is, and our friends at Betway have it this way where, and, number, he, was, and he was the all-star too, right? That has to be all-star. another check mark or whatever yep. you want. Maddie Beneers would have been an all-star too. He got hurt. But he got he hurt, wasn't yeah. strong enough to play that game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Matty Beneers in the, on the season as a whole, 53 points in 74 games. Like that is a good rookie season, but it's not like so exceptional that it gives him the call their full stop yep. and him kind of similar in a way to Skinner, like good first half of the year, 25 points in 35 games. And then his production just kind of fly line. He's not a guy who by any means got better as the year went on 25 points in his first 35 games, 28 in his final 40 games of the year. So again, not like Beneers has ran away with this at all. And it is kind of funny. You think back through the Oilers years, right? Gretzky never won a Calder. Think about all the high end talent. Nuge didn't get his Calder that year. Mm -hmm. Hall got hurt. Didn't get his Calder. McDavid got hurt. Didn't get his Calder. Drysaddle didn't get his Calder. For it to be Stuart Skinner that gets it is actually like really cool. The fact it's a goaltender in in an organization who has not been able to raise a goaltender from infancy till, you know, to this (laughs) point in how long? This is great ever. Yeah, no, I, I, and I think the other element to this as well to the voters is in the past uh, when we've seen Oiler players get the nod against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the Panarins of the world from the East coast. It's 63 the, when he won. It's the Landis cog of Colorado. We're talking about a guy in Beneers that's actually further West than McDavid. So, or then Skinner. So, yeah. so there's no chance that the East bias can leach in there for that conversation as well. Yeah. hundred percent. 
What do you, who do you think the three finalists should be then? Just out of curiosity. Skinner and Beneers and Michelli. Michelli. Michelli's, Michelli's had like a sneaky good year out in the desert. I was going to say, I don't think I, mean, I haven't really heard of that guy until we played him. He has, uh, I just pulled up the numbers here because I was curious before Tyler mentioned it, but Michelli, the first half of the season in 30 games at 22 points. In the second half of the season, he led all rookies from January 1st onwards in 30 games with another 23. Mason McTavish oh, with 42 points in 76 games um, is impressive, but like Michelli's outproduced him in less games. Like it is really, yeah. really good. And oh, I don't think either one of those numbers are better than what you're looking at a, a goaltender leading his, leading his team right now to the, one of the top spots in the division and the conference. I agree. I think it's an interesting year because yeah, I think we mentioned it, but there's no one really like just absolutely grabbing this thing and being like, this is mine and nobody's taking it. Like, yep. It's just, it's an interesting class. I actually slightly disappointed in it. I think it could have been better. Mm-hmm. Like Beniers and McTavish have both been good. Ken Johnson's had a good second half of the year. Wyatt Johnson's been good, but like, I feel like I wanted a little bit more from Owen Power maybe as a guy like that. I just feel like that when that draft class came out, mm-hmm. there was a lot of hype behind it. And this was the year they were all coming in. That draft class, were these all American players? That was Jack Hughes' draft class. This was not that big year when everybody came off their national team. Right? That was uh, the Broberg year when you had like the Caulfield and the Hughes. Uh, and the- Zegers, Baldy. Yeah. And then some of these guys came Knight. from Michigan then? Because Power came from Michigan, pa- right? pa- Yeah, this is like the Michigan year because it was Power... Benias, Ken Johnson, and Hughes. What's his name? Uh, what's their what's their brother called? Luke Hughes. Luke Hughes. Yeah, Luke Hughes. So they all played on the same Michigan team and lost to Carter Savoy in the University of Denver. Nice, good pull, Leo. Yeah, yeah, big smirk. It all comes that. around. To the <laughs> I think there's something he said about having those those super teams. That's why I didn't think like you know all those guys coming off the U.S. national team. Mm-hmm. They all looked fantastic on their on their on their team, but I just felt like when you start to scatter amongst different players and different type of teammates and different mm. roles, that they weren't all going to look as good as they were under the under the microscope at the time. I mean, most of those guys have looked pretty good, though. They've looked okay. Yeah, Hughes, elite. Zegers, elite. Boldy, elite. Caulfield, elite. Caulfield can't stay healthy. Zegers, I think he still leaves me wanting more. I don't know why. Maybe just because he has such a um, an advertisable face and, and whatever that you expect more out of him. Um, Boldy, I think he's been quietly good, but I don't think he's been like he's been he's good loudly lately. good. He's ninety nine points in his first one hundred twenty four games. They just gave him like a seven some million dollar extension. He's legit. He's really really good. He's one of the most underappreciated players in the league, in my opinion. And That's yeah, why. he's been like carrying that team so, offensively too. Yeah. Like, what did he do last night? <laughs> Nothing. Well, they lost shit. a third. Oh, yeah. the, one, the one guy from that program that really just hasn't worked out, which brings it back to LA is Alex Turcotte. Yeah. That's he's, actually an interesting one. Yeah. It's just the only one that had that high end potential. I'm just looking at this team. So this was the scoring from the year. It was Hughes, Caulfield, Zegers, Baldy, Cam York, who's a pretty good defenseman for Philly. 30 points in 80 games to start his career. And Alex Turcotte. And he's and that year, wow, he had mm-hmm. sixty-two points in thirty-seven games and was six on the team in scoring. And Caulfield wasn't Ooh. having a huge, uh, great, great offensive year this year, right? Well, he was. He's having a good year. And I'm not to say anything bad about him, but I mean, you get that that sophomore jinx or whatever. Twenty-six kind of- goals in forty-six games. So if he stayed healthy, he would have popped forty. All right. Yeah. 
Um, anyways, interesting stuff with the Calder this year and Stuart Skinner. Shout out to our friends at Betway as well, who have Stuart Skinner. I believe it was plus 875 to win the Calder right now. Uh, you can check them out for everything, including tonight's game against the LA Kings, where I am locking in the under. I think it's going to be a low scoring game tonight. I think it's something about the way these two teams match up. They go so hard against each other that goals are tough to come by. Then there's going to be that one game, though. <laughs> They did hit the over in January. I do think the Oilers are really working on keeping the puck out of their own net right now. Mm-hmm. And kind of like the last aspect of their game, they need to be ready to go for the playoffs. So I can see that being their, their, uh, their focus. A low score on hockey tonight. Uh, before we keep, uh, or before we look ahead, I should say, to the playoff race and the game against LA, I want to look back to Saturday night. The night the Oilers clinched the Stanley, their spot in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and there was no one in that building, players included, more thrilled than Kennedy, who won. <laughs> Clinching is a big day because it means we launched mm-hmm. some new gear. We'll talk about that. But you got to see firsthand the show that Leon Dreisaitl put up to I, get to 50 points, I'm 50 s- goals. I'm still riding that high, and it's Tuesday. So, <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah. It, the Walking into the building, because we did street team before, and people were already like electric, like, we're going to clinch. We're going to clinch. And then being in that, there was not an empty seat in that entire building. Yeah. It was incredible. So then, and then yeah, Leon scoring that first one. I was like, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. I think I tweeted it even before the game. I was like, he's going to get Leon 50 tonight. Sure enough. Sure enough. It's playoff vibes now. It is. Yeah. Him like dry settle specifically is hitting his stride right now. And I know we've talked about this on a few episodes, but like every part of his game seems to be rounding together at the right moment. And him going out for that game, being like, ah, three away from 50, I'll do it tonight. Why not? You know what the Oof. biggest part of it is? Sure. Health. Mm. Mm-hmm. You think? Yeah. I think everyone Sunday. kept saying, you know, he wasn't quite himself a couple, you know, maybe four weeks ago ish. I think even he came out and said something about when he's feeling better or something like that. And we saw what happened last year. I mean, the dude was getting by on one leg somehow. Yeah. He's a beast when he's hurt so that you way people don't think that he's doing it like right or whatever. But yeah. I saw when like when the uh, Germans were here, like he got rocked a few times sitting on the bench, just like in pain. And it was like, Ugh, something's not right there. And went on a little bit of a dip, but you don't tell because he's still putting no. up those points. He's yeah. still awesome. There's, yeah. There's no limping. There's no flinching by him. Not at all. You know, he gets off the ice and keeps that straight face. And yeah, but I think he goes in healthy. I think you're going to see a different version of him oh, this yeah. year. Yeah, I think so as well. Like again, the numbers from last year's playoffs speak for themselves and the run dry has been on over the last couple of months is just absolutely incredible. Since February 1st, the guy has 21 goals in his last 27 games, 44 points as well. Dan dry took it up a gear on Saturday. Any other big takeaways for you or was it just the show that 29 put on? I, for me, I think it was the fact that the Oilers, you know, I, I went into, I think I went into even the, LA game expecting them to lose at some point and 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 also just worried that uh, they were going to let a team like Anaheim stay in the game just because they have been doing that recently against the San Jose's and the Arizona's of the world uh, but for me the Oilers really just hunkered down and took over that game right at the end of the first period they got a they got a late goal right um, yeah. brain is a little fuzzy from that night uh, but 
but then the second period, it was just like, there was only one team out on the ice at that point on. And it just, it was clear and you love to see it. The boys were able to get that shutout for, for Campbell as well. You could see that that was really, that was something that, that Campbell made some really, you know, 10 bell saves there where he shouldn't have had to, but he was able to do that. And you could see the team was just kind of rallying around him. So I love to see it. I love to see that whole team effort and they stomped on the air or the Anaheim ducks, which is something that they don't do often enough. Yeah, they, uh, they gave it to them. And I think with Jack Campbell, we kind of saw against Arizona, he made some big saves in the first period and then like in a couple of softies. And that's kind of been his downfall. I think for, Honestly, a lot of the year is I make the whole the year, big yep. saves, and then but then all of a sudden something trickles by him because his rebound isn't great. But on Saturday, it was exactly what you wanted from him, and hopefully this can just be something that is a momentum builder for him. I don't know how many more games he's going to play this season. Probably two, and then if you need him in the playoffs, yeah. hopefully you don't need him in the playoffs. If you do something went wrong right tomorrow, and then he'll play. Yeah, tomorrow, and then I would guess one of the San Jose games too. So. Yep. Hopefully it's building block for good old Jack. Can we stop saying the name Picard now, please? Who? I was never on board with that just because, and again, I am not a Jack can I've not been one of the people who's like, oh, come on, give Jack a break. Like that hasn't been my stance at all this year. But the people who were like, why not bring up Picard and see what you have in him? My take was it's pointless. Like again, Calvin Picard, maybe he'll be league average for you for a little bit, but like if you need either one of Picard or Campbell in the playoffs, you are in a whole world of trouble. And I'd rather just try to give my $5 million guy something to bring into the off season, a little morsel of positivity. And Saturday night was certainly that goaltending is voodoo goaltenders are voodoo. I don't think it takes a lot to turn your game around there. It can, it, it can just turn by on, on on a dime. And I think you saw it against the Arizona game that, you know, you got the, you got the vest out of it. I think there was some positivity came out of it. And then you saw it, uh, you saw it on Saturday and you'll Picard. see it again. I think t- I'm praying you'll see more of it tomorrow. Picard is a nine Oh eight in the AHL this season. Yeah. Like so does Rodrigue. It was, it was cool though. After the game to see Skinner kind of giving Campbell some love too, though. That was awesome. Yeah. And it's great seeing this, part of our game coming together five, five games before the playoffs start. If it just feels like there's such a unity on this team. And it obviously comes when you win games very often, like the others do, but it just feels like they're a very attached group at the moment. And well, it's, it's like can, a trust thing, right? Yeah. Like you find that they're like almost trusting each other a little bit more. And, you know, you put those pieces into place that like Holland got for playoffs yeah. and it's just all working out. Yeah, Matias Ekholm continues to be a beast. I like Nick Bukestad way more than I thought I would like mm-hmm. Nick Bukestad as well. Just focusing on Campbell again for a second. There were some people who had really put their positivity pants back on with soup. I had someone <laughs> tweeting and commenting in the chat today. I forget who it was, but they're like, he's going to be next year. He'll be like Allmark. Where like he goes from oh. you know being bad to being great, and I looked at Allmark's numbers. Linus Allmark has never had a season below 900 in the NHL, even when he was on those dog shit Sabers teams for four or five years to start his career. And last year he had a 917 with Boston. So I don't think that comparison is necessarily there. Some people like to point out that, you know Jacob Markstrom struggled in his first year in Calgary, and sometimes these big and ticket guys. Pardon? And his third year and his third. Yes. Yeah. First and third, but the second one, he was good. So some people holding on to that. Hey, maybe that second year for Jack Campbell in Edmonton could be a little bit better. And I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of other things to get to before we talk about next year's Jack Campbell. Yeah. Let's, let's not worry about that yet. Yeah. I think the others are still going to go out and get a very good third string goalie this summer. I think you have to, you can't just yep. bank on 
Jack Campbell's turning it around with no evidence that that's going to truly happen. On so do you go basis. replace Picard then? I think he's only on a one-year deal. I mean, depends what's out there, right? They clearly wanted a good third string goalie this year. So you're going to go find another version of Picard? Because I think yeah. Ollie is still... Picard has one more year, Liam. Oh, does he? Okay. Well, yeah, yes, I don't think that you're getting a goalie. Though. recipe then. So I think you still have yeah. Ollie in the whatever the train tracks of, you know, growing up into, into your, into the NHL level. And I think you'll be fine letting him play the majority and have your veteran kind of be your one uh, B over there and your call up if. Well, I think it'll be interesting with Rodrigo actually this summer, because I think he's an RFA, right? You got that one now? E Rodrigo. No, just because Ryan Fanti is, how long are you going to keep him in the East coast for? I know Skinner was kind of up and down a little bit. Maybe it's just an off season conversation, but. Uh, Rodriguez and RFA Fanti has one more year. So yeah. Yeah. And then there's also, they drafted a goalie too. So it'll be interesting. Interesting in the crease. I didn't know Picard was one more year. One more season. I mean, that's not like, and he is a veteran guy. Like if you want to bring Fanti up cause he's doing so well, Picard's not stopping you from doing that. But yeah. he has been great for Bakersfield this year. I know yeah. uh, Holloway was on with Gregor earlier in the week or late last week um, and said, talked about how like the quality starts they've been getting from Picard has been a big reason why Bako has been able to kind of go on the run that they have gone on. Um, he's also been back skating as well, getting into the mix. Dylan, yeah, he's playing. Yeah. Yeah. Playing. yeah. yeah sorry, that's what I meant by skating. Like, by, back in the mix. Uh, is that a guy like when you look at this Oilers forward line up and the situation there, Right now, when they go 12 and six, Devin Shore gets the final spot. Mm-hmm. Ryan McLeod should be back on the ice before the end of the regular season. Cause he yeah. said yesterday that he's about a week ish away from his return. So when he comes back, you then go 12 and six and take Devin Shore out. If it came down to it, if Dylan Holloway's healthy Holloway or Clem Costin or Matthias Yanmark, you got to scratch one. Who do you scratch Rick? I'm scratching Holloway right now. I just want the veteran, um, the, the vets in their own end. You got to be really, be- Worried about your own end at this point. I think I'm a little more confident in those two. I'm scratching Clem Costin at this point. I just think that Clem is not the player that he was at the start of the season. I think he needs to get back. To, it's almost like a. It feels like a Cassian situation. Where you're going to play. You're going to play Holloway ahead of him. Yep. And just because. Just because. But don't. But forget. You have to put Holloway, who's who's more used to playing important minutes, certain minute levels, and game situations, and you're going to be asking him to change his type of game yep. and minutes. And we've seen that, that that's very hard for some players. Yeah, I agree. I just, I think that Costin is right now just needs some kind of a reset. And I would try and use that as an opportunity to do that. When you say bench, these guys, are we talking game one of the playoffs? Game one of the playoffs. Okay. What would, what would you do? Because I, both think, I think Janmark has to be in your lineup for game one. Because of this penalty point. killing. And yeah. And just, and just his, his style of play is exactly what you want. He's mm-hmm. that kind of guy that they got, went out and got Bukestad for. Same well, I was going to say like, uh, you will get McLeod killing penalties again, right too. So just yeah. if you were to take out that. Yeah, that's true. I think my vote would actually be for Janmark. I just, I don't know. He's flatlined a little bit for me as well. And when I look at, you know, okay, what are the best attributes you have? I look at Yanmark, he's steady and he's consistent. And there is value in having a guy like that in the lineup. Yes. Clem Costin has a bit more offensive upside, in my opinion. Yes. He has the ability to drop the mitts, lay a big hit that gives you some energy. Dylan Holloway, speed to freaking burn. And again, offensive upside there. And if you look up and down this Oilers lineup, do you need the penalty killing? Like you said, McLeod's back killing. You know they're going to, in the playoffs, they'll have McDavid and Drysaddle killing penalties once in a while. Yamamoto kills penalties. Are you worried at all about Holloway in the puck in his own end? Or coverage in his own end? Because that's kind of where, that's where my yeah, but you can thought pick. process was there the most. Yeah. I want the veterans. I just, that's, I know it's in 
2023, you need to give the youth a chance and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm still the guy who's going to give the vets at this point. And they're, they're not even that even old. I mean, yeah, since like 23, 24 and Yan Mark, like 29. Um, I just feel more comfortable having those guys. They've been playing all year. You know, they, they, they know what they've been there. I, I obviously Costin really hasn't, but that's just where my comfortability is right now. And if you do get an injury out in your top nine, then I might be going putting Holloway in there and giving him those types of minutes. Liam and I both just yawned at the same time. Uh, Liam, (laughs) you clearly don't have a take on Holloway. Good show so far. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm sticking with Holloway and Bakersfield, to be honest. I just think with Holloway, I think he needs to find consistency every single night. He played, he didn't play a lot before he came to the Oilers. Like he wasn't, he had the injury, right? Whatever it was. And I, I think with Yanmark, he has the experience. He went to the cup final, I think, with Dallas, right? And he had that good run with Vegas a few years ago, too. It can add to that. And I think if, hypothetically, you play LA in the first round, I would like to have Clem Shady in there. who could be the wheels of someone if you really needed that to happen. I, Holloway is just not going to happen. And I would just bring him up late, maybe later and just be around. And next so you're going to play him in the AHL? You're going to leave him down in Baco as opposed to being like a black ace or something like that? I would let them play play out their season. I like the six season. They'll likely be out in the first round anyway. Hopefully yeah. they go far. But that's what I would do. And then call up whoever you need after that. Yeah, build your black ace staff uh, after that. Especially if you're in LA anyway, right? So what does it really matter? Yeah. Or Vegas sure. is both right there. Yeah. Kennedy, would you play Dylan Holloway game one of the playoffs? No. I, I agree with Liam saying that like the experience level isn't there. Like yeah. he's just he he his yeah his speed and he's able to score and stuff but i don't trust him enough to play him in game one i'd rather the vets out there for sure and i could see that as well i actually think that might be why if they go 11 and 7 clean cost and comes out of the lineup i think that's a guy who took some untimely penalties at a few points earlier in the year a couple months ago feels like he's almost lost the trust of this coaching staff in a bit when you look i mean his minutes are way down there was a point where he had like legit top six looks at sometimes and we were like oh shit like well, this guy's eight or nine minutes on saturday wasn't he yeah he did get a bit of a well, tick up on like saturday 4 24 there the la game or so what was the difference a two nothing game and a six nothing game because he played a lot in the third against yeah. the anaheim ducks as well so but again like i actually think that's on the coaching staff to get a guy going we're at a point in the season here where the games are very big yes but the priority is making sure everyone is at 100 percent come game one Whoever you play round one, game one, don't care. Everyone's got to be humming at hundred percent. Four minutes in meaningful hockey games just isn't going to do that. For You're a guy. putting that above um, like the, the division race. Those are the two, those, did, are, the two, yeah, those yeah. are the two thought processes. Right? But I just think they can both exist. I think there's a middle ground between like, I agree four minutes for Costin. And, you know, I'm not saying give the guy 18 minutes a game. No, like no, you might, I mean, he was yeah. 424 that game. I think uh, Derek Ryan was 650. Yeah. And then you had uh, Broberg, who also like four something. So, yeah, you're almost playing with three less players. Also, in a way. yeah. And I think there is something to be said about when those guys are down at four, five, six, where McDavid dry and the big guns at. I Let's keep was, them a little fresh. I think it was the secondary guys or they can like, wasn't the top end guys that got those extra minutes. I think it was like the, the third line, the level above the cost in the Ryan, if you will. Yeah. yeah. What, what game was that one? I'm I'll LA on Thursday. I think. LA on Thursday. Do, do, do. Oh, I got to go back a month. Oh no. Back a month. Uh, it's take us a while. He's getting here we go. over here. Okay, loading, loading. Lousy smart. Loading. It's great. Yawning, yawning. yawning. You know what we could do, Liam? While you're doing that, you're going on a bit of an adventure right now. Now you've just done an adventure. Yeah. 
our friends at AMA Travel, they can help you with whatever kind of adventure you want. Maybe not this specific one. I'm talking about more of a, a travel, a travel adventure, uh, whether you're staying local in Alberta or if you're heading out abroad, AMA Travel can help you with whatever you need. AMATravel.ca. All right, Liam, now you got the stat. Liam Dreisaitl played almost 24 minutes. Hi. McDavid played 21, 25. Nuge was around 20. Kane was around the 20. Yamo, 17. Right. Yeah, there was so of that th- uh, 23 minutes, three and a half were on the power play. Mm. So that's the thing. Like a lot of these guys' pen- minutes are coming out like McDavid, three and a half on the power play. Nuge, three minutes on the power play. Hyman, three and a half. He played 20 minutes. But yeah, like the minutes were actually fairly balanced. Like Nick Bukestad outside of the, the bottom line of Carson and Derek Ryan. Uh, sorry, Fogel played 12.52. That was the second, the third lowest ice time. Yeah. Mm. It was interesting. Well, I mean, that's a team, that's a game against a team that you're going to likely see in a round of the playoffs. Also, you're competing with them for position right now. So, so all I would ask is though, why would you play 11 and seven? If you're the home team and I get it against them on the road, like I wouldn't be surprised if they do it tonight to get McDavid and Drysaddle away from Deneau and Kopitar as much as you can. But why at home? You have the change. You have the advantage. Why not just, if you're going to play Philip Broberg four minutes a night, What's the point? So we can watch well, the game. I don't think you go into spot? the game expecting to play in four minutes, but as the game I think you kind do. of progresses, you know, Manson's tapping, somebody tapping, somebody tapping. And just, yeah. you know, you start to realize, well, 86 isn't really getting tapped all that often, but well, there's, we'd rather have him or him or him or him or him or out there instead. But when you have three players in the middle of your bench collecting dust, essentially, because they haven't moved for 54 minutes, like it's just kind of odd. Like, I feel like you do have a, a somewhat of an idea of being like, all right, if we get into this point, you should know you're going to have a tight matchup against the LA Kings. You know what I'm trying to say? So I'm just curious what the, and the, the home change. The I'm not, I'm the home more, change. There should have been some more opportunities I, yeah. to get those two go out though. I wonder if it's a little bit of gamesmanship from just like the whole, you're going to, if you see, if you think that you're going to see them in two weeks time, maybe when you're at home, you do want to go back to that 12 and six and they don't want them expecting it. And you don't want to see true. what you're going to do game one of the playoffs. Yeah. Hide your hand a little bit. I just, uh, there's a thought yeah. there. I don't know if that's I the just, answer. Also, no, some of that in there. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like we're, we're looking at 11 and seven, 12 and six, a little bit, maybe, maybe not quite the right way. Like you could also go 12 and six and have, you know, Klim Costin and Matthias Janmark split a spot. Right. And you're almost going 11 and six in a weird way like that, which again, if you're going to start doing that, I just think I'd rather have the extra D man on my bench. If someone blocks a shot and goes down, you're not running five D man the rest of the game versus, or something. Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, actually that's a great point too. In playoffs, like giddy up, what happens if you're going to play a two OT game? But remember, uh, the Anaheim series. I'm not ready for that yet, man. Well, Hold on a second. I know. Oh, a paper bag for a second. <laughs> remember that Edmonton Winnipeg series where they went OT oh, every yeah. game and like granted Dave Tippett, different coach, but like he, he ran 4d in those overtimes. It was like a three OT game. He was running 4d the whole time. Yeah. So maybe Stupid we are thinking too much about that in the stands. Cause that was the, uh, the game that Ethan bad didn't play yep. for like, most of overtime yeah. came on and he scored and everyone blamed on him and it was just not his fault at yeah. all. Good times. Yeah, that was nurse's kid was born that night. Oh, what, what an evening. <laughs> I had an MRI scan that night, I believe too. How'd it go? All good. I'm still here. So. <laughs> I died that night actually. Right? <laughs> I was gone. All right. We got some other stuff that we need to uh, get to, but first we're going to step aside for a quick ad. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Good ad. Liam, thank you for your review of that ad. Um, all right. The Oilers clinched on Saturday night, and that means it is playoff time in Edmonton. Kennedy, our resident creative genius, has the new merch up at nationgear.ca. Hashtag ON Oil up. These are some of my favorite shirts that we've done in a while. Super unique. I love the oil drip. Kennedy, take us through the design. I we had a brainstorming session and I was getting everybody's ideas on like kind of what they were envisioning and what we wanted. We started with a hashtag mm-hmm. and then ON Oil up kind of came up or oil up started. And then I kind of have an idea and wanted to make sure that it was like homegrown. You wanted the skyline in there. You wanted to make yeah. sure that it was Edmonton to its core and played with the colors and decided, you know what, let's do two shirts. So they're up on nationgear.ca. We're going for it. This is the year. So and I'm Kennedy. glad you mentioned the the skyline or whatever because I don't think you really honestly see it unless you're actually kind of sort of looking for it. Yeah. Exactly. And I was going to say people can go and check Kennedy's uh, Instagram, Kennedy's Trash, yep. to be able to see all of the creative stuff, I, which I love. Yes, I did a little uh, little uh, insight into my brain of all the details and all that. That's on my Instagram. So check oh. that out. But like, I'm super proud of this design. I hope a lot of other people like it too. I'm excited to rally around it and then. Once we get our playoff parties going, this will be the brand of it all. And we'll be supplying get, oil to everybody at bar parties mm-hmm. to oil up. Fuel up. That's yeah. for sure. So it's. I'm already hungover. Playoffs is going to be exciting. Yeah. yeah. You can get shirtnationgear.ca. Uh, also, actually, I want to get to this first because there's black and blue and there is orange and white. Liam, which one do you like more? Black and blue. Dan, I'm an orange and white guy. I'm mm-hmm. orange and white as well. Rick, black and blue. Oh, that that's surprising coming from you. Yeah, Just, uh, you like white everything. Well, yeah. Not, yeah. yeah so Kennedy, which there's another shirt out there that I'm really, I'm a really uh, big yes. fan of. That's the white one. I like uh, that one too. Pick your, I'm a, I'm pick your favorite child. Kennedy. I really fought for the black and blue. Uh, so, yeah, I am white and orange. Um, I can't wait to get my hands on one. By the way, <clears throat> soon. Um, wow, getting choked up about. But it also, everything. I was told I've to talked to you about this. I would like. <laughs> A custom order. Okay. Can you print it on a hoodie for me? A white hoodie. I might be able to do something like this. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. That was, was awesome. Okay, if so- anybody else would like to ask for custom <laughs> orders, send that to Rick at OilerStation.com. No, I'm the only one that gets it. <laughs> I want to be able to I was going to say this though. For playoff times, you get a little excited. Mm-hmm. 
if you've seen me, I can get a little animated. <laughs> a black shirt goes further for me than a white shirt. It's a good point. Yeah. Thank you. We uh, also, we've seen the yeah. video. We've seen the video. <laughs> yeah, I'll have a custom black one then, please. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, also, Leon Drysdale hit his 50th goal of the season, which means we got to drop another Leon Drysdale effing phenomenality. Yeah. This one's cool. This I like the little nod. This one's been in the bank yeah. for so long. I The whole season. I know. The whole know. damn season we've been sitting on this one. Yeah. So I'm so glad that this one's finally out there. So cop it at nationgear.ca. It's, it, this one's fun. German flag. Can't go wrong. Yeah, I'd imagine this one's going to be a hit with our Oilers Nation DE friends as oh, well. Yeah. They'll like this one. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's got the white white T-shirt, which is this is what you were hinting at? Yeah, now yeah. I'm feeling it. Yeah, the white T-shirt and then uh, the German colors on there as well. Super unique look. Nationgear.ca is where you can get geared up and hashtag ON oil up uh, for the playoff run. Which gets Also, going. maybe keep your eyes there in case there's something else coming here. Maybe in a little yeah. bit. Oh, is another Oilers player close to hitting a milestone for the year? I don't know what you're talking about. Second we're milestone? keeping him forever, so. So there you go. I like that, Kennedy. Uh, all right, let's get back into the hockey talk. We had this question floated to us as a part of our Monday mailbag up at Oilers Nation, but I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on it. Uh, right now, the Edmonton Oilers, like I said, one of the hottest teams in the NHL from January 1st onwards, they actually have the best points percentage in the Western Conference. LA Vegas also up near the top in that race as well. But when you look at the Western Conference as a whole, not just the Pacific Division, who is the biggest threat to the Oilers going to the Stanley Cup final, Rick? Colorado Avalanche. You still think it's the Avs? I do. Even though five other teams in this conference have already clinched and they have not. Yeah, that's okay. They, they, take a, they took a weird route there. But um, as my friend Rick Flair says, in order Woo. to be the man, you must beat the man. <laughs> okay. So, so many sayings. I thought you were going to go a different direction. Well, there, I don't know if I can. <laughs> you got to be really on top of it for some of his uh, poems. Styling and profiling. Yeah. yeah. And- Dan, biggest threat in the West outside of the Oilers or to I would, the Oilers. I would probably agree with Rick, but if I'm going to not be boring and put Liam to sleep, I will say the Winnipeg Jets again, just because that's a team that it feels like what Calgary was to us last year, but they just have Connor Hellebuck. And if you had to play, play a Connor Hellebuck in a four game series and beat him four times or seven game series and beat him four times, I just don't like our chances because that guy is so maddeningly good at what he does. So I would just, I would still agree with Rick we owe him, until bro. we beat Colorado. We, we owe him. We owe if, him. Yeah. So if he, if he gets a, a, to face us, we owe him a couple extra goals. Oh, hundred percent. And there's still that one, stop on nurse in front of the net. This one oh. timer that I still can't know. I so, don't know that. So, so my answer would just be anybody that has like a, an all-star goalie, but Hellebuck would be my, my answer. I guess. Kennedy. Honestly, I'm terrified of LA. Yeah. I just have trauma from last year and just playing them every time feels like a playoff game, no matter what time of the season it is. So Jay Woodcroft. Nope. Yeah. Sorry. Todd uh, McClellan. Todd McClellan. And that's like, there's that. And then I don't know. They're just, they're rough. They get in your face. Annoying. Annoying. And you punch they were never really like it took us in- seven games to do it. It was right. nerve wracking. Exactly. It was terrible. Did like, we score an empty netter in that game? In- Which one? Game seven? No. Because no. it was two nothing, right? McDavid scored. It was Tyson Berry. Yeah. I can or no, that remember was yesterday. <laughs> Fair enough. McDavid scored. On, oh. around on Sean Dursey and they skated down the ice. With yeah, I remember the celebration. And I remember the it celebration. It was epic. I was there. Oh, you're talking about this past yeah, game, game, yeah. Seven. game seven. Yeah, 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 game seven. Isn't that what we're talking about? Because it was a two nothing game in game seven is 
You're yeah. biting your fingernail the whole damn time. Yeah. That was nerve wracking. Yeah. It was just thanks to beating the flames in the next round that we Wait, forgot that was, all about. That was, that was a walk in the park. Yeah. You know what? I want to address a take here. Actually, Liam, I'll let you give your answer first. Um, it's not the Winnipeg Jets. Honestly, it's not the Jets either. No. Halibut, Halibut, what's his name? Halibut. Sorry, he's just irrelevant <laughs> to me at the moment. Um, because they're not even going to make the playoffs. I don't think they don't worry me. I think it's the LA Kings just because they feel like they're just so built to try and beat the Oilers, mm-hmm. and it drives me nuts. And there's just all that rivalry there. And maybe if it just goes a physical way, the Oilers. It's so maybe fresh. That goes LA, yeah. So I'll say them, and honestly. I feel like the Minnesota Wild eventually have got to kind of get over the hump. I feel like they've just been a really good team for a while. So if the others make the, the Western Finals and it's Minnesota, then I think that'll be a difficult one for them. So you say you don't think Winnipeg makes it. Do you think Calgary makes the playoffs then? I kind of do. I don't know. I don't really have a reason. It's just kind of something I've thought about. Like Winnipeg has been on such a downward spiral. How mad would like. you be if you're a Jets fan and Calgary makes the playoffs to a seven? Wins less than you. Yeah. I had a, my prediction at the start of the year was that five Pacific division teams would make the playoffs. So the well, Cal- they play each other tonight. The Cal- Calgary flames have lost five more games than they've won this year. Straight up. Flukiest team in the NHL. Loser yeah. points. What do you mean? They have OTLs. 36 wins and 41 losses. OTLs. Oh, Right. Sorry. I was looking at this. They have 26 losses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted. So I looked at first. Too. I was like, oh, oh the, I got to know. The Jets have also lost more than they've won this year. Or sorry. No, the Jets are 43 and, uh, and 34. Yeah. So they're nine games above the, you know, I call it the real Nashville, 500 mark. Nashville's technically 500, yeah. 38 and 38. Yeah. The fact Calgary's in this spot. Is it, yeah. Is it good luck? Or is it bad luck? It was a good luck to get that OTL or was it bad luck? They couldn't get two. I think eventually it becomes good luck, but to start with it's bad luck, but then you start getting them towards the end of the day. You're like, all right, we got a point. Well, it's better than yeah. nothing. Yeah. Oh. So my, my answer to the first question, like I am definitely probably the most worried about LA cause we'd have to face them the earliest. Dallas actually does kind of scare me cause that's a mobile blue line who could potentially be a problem for the Oilers and Jake Ottinger legit, but they don't have the high end skill like outside of Jason Robertson and Miro Haskinen to compete with the Oilers, Colorado. It's like, okay, if they're healthy, McCarr, Rantanen, McKinnon, Landis Cog potentially being back. Like that's some skill there. They're not as good as they were last year, but that is still a lot of skill. So they're the West is much better than I think some pundits out East want to give it credit for the Pacific specifically. Well, I think the East just took a lot of a lot of the spotlight a lot of the and nobody just too. looked at the West. It took a lot of trade deadline fodder. Yeah. Good. And what has it done for them? Mm-hmm. But here's a take I want to throw your way. And I think it was me and you talking about this the other day, Rick. I, I think a lot of people sitting here going, I want Calgary to make it. Cause I want the battle of Alberta again. I don't, we got them. And I don't know if this is a coward's take or not. It's not, it's not. but like, why do we want that rematch? We have bragging rights. We are the better team. I'm confident the Oilers would beat them in another best of seven, but like there are Oilers fans out there who are like, I want the battle of Alberta again so bad. And I'm like, yo, back of the line. Yeah. Earn your way back up here. This is not an automatic rematch. This is not the WWE championship. You know, they would take a small victory out of like losing to us four to two instead of four to one. Yeah. Right. Like it's, you can't, you can't victory out of us losing to Colorado. You can't, you can't, you you can't defeat that kind of mentality. It's uh, it's it's time for them 
to sit there and have a decade of darkness. I, I, I love that they're in the mix. I love that they're on the fringe and that they're it just, hurts more. yeah, exactly. It's going to sting a little bit more if it happens. Calgary to like sneak in right now would just like, it would just hurt more than beating them in a playoff round. But I do enjoy the chaos of a battle of Alberta playoff series. Cause that was mental. So Let's stomp them. Oh yeah. See, and this is what everyone's yeah. like. We look at this team, that team, and the other team. Ekholm. Adding Ekholm changes so much. The way Darnell's playing right now. Like I the Oilers are better than they were last year. They are. The Flames are not better. No. Colorado's not better. I, LA might be a little bit better because they're a little more healthy. And they got Fiala and their goaltending's better. LA's better. LA, Vegas is not better. New. No. Seattle might be better, but it's still insignificant. Irrelevant. Yeah. Vegas, or then Dallas is Dallas, Minnesota after last night and the night yeah. before, and their last game, their last two games, Minnesota, they shouldn't even be allowed in the playoffs anymore. Minnesota forgets their like team identity. The minute the playoffs start to, they change how they play Dude, the their game. T- team identity is supposed to be this defensive structure. Yep. They gave them a goal of 30 seconds to go. Yep. And then, they, and then their overtime was terrible. <laughs> that was boring, boring, boring mm-hmm. hockey. And I was already angry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. And it took a lot of, well, perhaps took a lot of money in my damn pocket. <laughs> Allegedly. That was, that was me betting on the Jays last night. Jeez. Shout out to Betway, 19 plus, please play responsibly. I could have cashed out my Euler division win last night, $100 down. I could have got it at 195 Ah. Today is 102 I'm not taking my $2. No. No, we're going to let this thing well, I mean, ride. You also get your original 100 back. But if tonight goes no, their way. I sold it for 102 it wouldn't be two oh two. I get I'd win two dollars. Yeah, but it, like I get my hundred bucks back for whatever. And you can yeah, roll it for, and just yes. throw it on the Oilers. Sure, to win no, the I get and, you. I get you. Um, that is it. That's interesting. I wonder what it could be tonight because Edmonton plays LA. If they win, they're now a point clear of LA. Same number of games Change played. Game, yeah. And Vegas second of back to backs playing a Nashville team that's pesky and has a lot to play for. Vegas on the second of back to backs. Nashville's got sorrows going. It's quick for Vegas. Yeah, maybe tonight's a little last second swingaroo here we'll for the Oilers. Call up some of our friends there and Adam Larson and Mr. Eberle for those last two games of the year. Yeah. Could you guys not please help us out a little bit? Help out me a little bit. I mean, I maybe <laughs> a little a little, like, you know, back and forth here from yeah. before. <laughs> Or not. They're four points back of Vegas right now. Same number of games played. So it will be a tough road, but Vegas, as we outlined before, has a pretty tough schedule and the Oilers are red hot nine Oh and one in their last 10 games. They have won four in a row and that is a nice time to roll into a big game against the LA Kings. Eight thirty start tonight. I know that fires you up, Rick. You're happy about it. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Eight thirty start Kennedy. I'm already yawning, but I'm, I'm staying and watching. I'm watching. Oh yeah. This is playoff times. They make it a nine forty five start. I don't care. I would care. I would care a little. <laughs> well, I'm just Weed. excited for the post game show today with me and Zach. 2 a.m. I think that's when he starts. Yeah. yeah. Ends at five. Very good. <laughs> Pulling NHL will start at 205. <laughs> yeah. We'll start at 207 a.m. Yeah. Um, guys, I regret to inform you it's time for word association. Wrapping up episode 280 of Oilers Nation Radio presented by Oodle Noodle with a little word association. I got four for you. One, a little bit out there, and then three that are playoff themed. We will go Liam and then around the room. So Kennedy, since you're the guest today, you have the most time to think about it. Thank you. Number one, the Oilers year end team photo. Disastrous. Adorable? No. Regular. 
Confusing. Average. Can I ask this, why it's confusing or disastrous? Yeah, there's so many, so many errors with it. Tall players were oh, short okay. players. I know exactly what you're going to say. You're going to say Ken, Ken Holland's tie, tie was wasn't left. straight. I agree. There. Woodcroft's blazer was like not over. Also, I thought the goalies were in a weird spot. I know I usually sit on the end, but they're so far away from the team. Yamamoto's in the middle. You can barely see him. Vincent <laughs> Dayane's on the end. So it goes like straight line, straight line. Vinny back down. Uh, what's his name? Bouchard? No, the other B. Bukestad is on the other side. He's like six foot ten. I think Connor's not even looking. He has a oh. real big issue with no, this. this just I like, thought you were going to pull this, something out of your head here. He's got a whole no, scroll here. This is going to be, if the Oilers win the Stanley Cup this year, this is going to be the picture that is in history. Well, no, the, the, the one of them win the, the cup on the sure, ice. Sure, but there's also, there'll be like, that is the yep. picture of like people talking about this, is, going the the winning, this or whatever, is the yeah. winning Edmonton Oilers team. I'm just going to sit there with my red marker and circle all the errors. Yeah, it drives me nuts. I thought it was adorable. And I thought the content that came out of it was adorable. I like the Oilers, like the little speech McDavid yeah. gave yeah. behind the scenes and all but that. Did you not see some of the, the pictures yesterday from, uh, from like previous when the Oilers did like a team photo on um, the, the boat at uh, West Edmonton mall. And they're all like, they're all dressed up like uh, Peter Pan characters and stuff. When what? Oh, this is like Gretzky, Messier. Oh, oh, no, I've never seen that one. Yeah, it's a it's a while ago, but no. it was. That's what I like to see because even on on time to the remember the second movie they had, they were doing their team photo and they had like Pope hats and all sorts of weird. They had some fun with it. I like seeing Pixar some of that happen. fun. I- yeah, you all about the fun, Rick. You know me. Uh, that is something pirates of the Coliseum. You need to put that in our group chat. This is gold. Let's see. Let's see this. Oh, wow. We'll uh, make sure this makes the rounds on socials today. So everyone listening can get a peek at find Rick that it's on Gregor's. Gregor tweeted it. Someone else tweeted it to him, but yes. Good find. All right. Three more for word association. These are all playoff themed. Liam, you ready? I'm ready. What jerseys should the Oilers wear in the playoffs? Blue. Royal blue. Royal blue and white. Royal blue. Royal blue. All right. It is a sweep. OEG, listen up. Uh, ON playoff parties. Epic. You use that word a lot. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> Hangovers. Fuzzy. Rager. <laughs> One word to sum up playoff time in Edmonton. Undescribable. Indescribable. <laughs> um, <laughs> different. Stanley Cup together. Stanley Cup's not one word. I said uh, together. Sleepless. <laughs> sleepless. Sleepless in YEG. Oh, uh, what a movie. Why not? That's only if you consider not, uh, that's only if you consider passing out not to be sleeping. Oh, that that's a great point, point as well. Thank you. That's a great point as well. You've heard up for Master's Week. This is totally a not this hockey related. This is great. I can't it's wait. It's a great sports week. Thursday I have off, so I got to sit down and watch that. Yeah. No Oiler game that night, though, I think, right? No, they play no, Wednesday, Wednesday, Saturday? Today. Saturday, Saturday day game, too, yeah, again. Two, two o'clock, yeah. right in the middle of the Masters. Big UFC fight, though, on Saturday, which will be fun. Yeah, then we have, yeah, golf all weekend, an Oiler game, whatever happens Saturday night. Yeah, be fun. It's going to be, it's a fun time right now. This in October, two best times on the sports calendar. What yes, you, we were talking about this before. What are you thinking for the Masters? I haven't done my research yet, so I won't give advice. All right. I do kind of like Corey Connors, though. 
That's good advice. I, yeah, that is good, good advice. advice. Also, we're getting closer to patio season. I can't. Oh, I know it's a little. I know it's a little cloudy oh, right now, no, but no. it's nice outside. It's relatively mm-hmm. sunny. It's spring. Everybody has more energy right now. Yeah, the urge after a long winter of when you're driving home and the sun's shining. Maybe you got a sunroof open, like I do on the Nation truck. Shout out to for the Giant. Um, and like the urge when it's like three thirty, you're driving home. You're like. I need to find a patio right now. I drove by yesterday just to check the uh, the driving range over at Victoria. Mm-hmm. Still snow covered, bit of a downer, but hey, we'll see what happens in like another seven days. One by my house in St. Albert, they just uh, they get a little thing to come and clean it off. It's been well, they might Millwood's, do that. They might yeah. do that, but they haven't done it yet. Millwood's Golf Course just opened their driving range. Hell yeah! Oof. This weekend's supposed to be nice. It's supposed to be like they have the sand trap there. I can go practice. Oh, that all the snow gone. Scotty Scheffler is the favorite this weekend. off. He is at Augusta. That way. And then it's Rory, Rom, Spieth, Cantley. Patrick Cantley, yeah. And then Cameron Smith. Hats off to them for putting some foursomes together, some pairs that are a little live and a little PGA and a little dramatic really? maybe here. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a really good weekend for golf. Are Rory McIlroy and Patrick Reed together? I don't think so. I saw Duffy. <laughs> that would be special. Aren't they suing each other? There is a lot of legal stuff going on. Yes. Um, Woods, Hovland, Shoffley, Thomas, Rom, and Young. So yeah. Interesting groups. Fun. Yeah. Going to be a good week. Hopefully the Oilers walk out of it with some points. Hopefully they get back in the mix for the top spot in the division. Go Six Oilers, points. go Preds. Six points. Six points. Six points. Six two points. Tonight, two tomorrow, two Saturday, six. Shout out streak alive okay. tonight. Here's a question. Did the Oilers knock on wood? Get out of the first period with uh, that streak alive. Uh, tonight? Yeah. Yes. I think, I think they will. I think it'll be a low scoring affair. Do the Oilers make it three in a row then? Yeah. I may as well. I'll say that's a tough one. No, well, it's a big ask. I don't think it's just for that. It's a big ask to ask since you have one. I said shut out when they against uh, Anaheim. It was brought up a couple times yeah. that yeah. night, actually. Spencer said that the night before, like that night, and he was like, we're doing street team. I was like, zip it. No, you gotta, it worked. It I worked. It's got to say it. Yeah, when people like drop it without even realizing the drop, I'm like, do you not know who I am? I'm like, I take this shit seriously. Like, Get cool. the hell away from me. Yeah. Oilers Kings 830. As we head down the stretch, don't forget you can subscribe to our YouTube channel for shows like Oilers Nation After Dark, which will be live right after the hockey game. You can find content and video content from this podcast there as well. Owen Everyday, Real Life, all that good stuff. Go subscribe to Oilers Nation on YouTube because we have rebranded. It used to be the Nation Network. Now it's just Oilers Nation. So it is nothing but Oilers content down the stretch. So there you go. Giddy up, Oilers fans. Enjoy this week. Enjoy the great weather if you're in Edmonton. And we will chat again on Friday. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.